She said, this is not something that you're going to regret. The only thing you're going to regret is not starting. I'm here today with Catherine Didi. You're a business development leader at Grid Market LLC. You are now the top personal development voice on LinkedIn. Just because something goes viral doesn't mean it's right. Consistency really is key. Meeting people where they are is crucial in communication. You're listening to the Real Business Connections Network. Real Business Connections Network. Powered powered by Balbert Marketing, LLC. Subscribe now and check us out at realbusinessconnections.com. Enjoy the show. Welcome, everyone, once again to Learn, Speak, Teach on the Real Business Connections Network. I'm here today with Catherine Titi. Catherine, what's happening? How are you? Great. How are you, Ben? I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited to be with you. I've been following you on the LinkedIn for like mm-hmm. five or six months now. And we we talked about this like months back and we're like finally making it happen. I think that's cool. That is cool. Yeah. You were actually, I I got, I think I told you this before, but I got 30, 40 um, offers to be on a podcast in the middle of the summer. And I was just like, what is this? Like, I is this like a new trend that's happening or what? And I didn't think anything of it. You were in the a group of people who reached out at the same time. And then you actually followed back up. And I realized I it was like imposter syndrome. Like they wouldn't be reaching out to me to be on a podcast, right? But you reached out again and I was like, oh, this is real. <laughs> um <laughs> and you know, we had been we had talked before, we had the rapport. So really glad you reached back out. So this is my first podcast ever. <laughs> I'm excited that you chose me out of all the people. So, so is it literally as simple as I just followed up? Yeah. And, you know, we've talked before um, and we followed each other for months and have engaged on, engaged on each other's posts and stuff like that. So we had a bond already. And um, I think a couple people did follow up. I think your, your approach is just not pushy. And I liked that. Well, this podcast isn't about me, but if anyone's taking notes, literally all we did is, you know, we we started to build a relationship. I was not pushy. I followed up. And a lot of people just send where we were talking on LinkedIn to provide context for the listener. Mm -hmm. A lot of people send cold pitches, cold messages. They're aggressive. They're selfish. And all you and I did is kind of just start a conversation, right? Yeah, very natural. It was nice. It was a nice change of pace. (laughs) So I'm going to introduce you to the listener. Um, Jump in the show notes if you haven't. It's so early for me to tell the listener this, but jump in the show notes. Open up Catherine's LinkedIn profile because that's where she started to blow up. And then she got 40 podcast requests because (laughs) you're apparently on the up and up. That's badass. And uh, yeah, exciting. You're a business development leader at Grid Market LLC. You are now the top personal development voice on LinkedIn. You got the badge to prove it. You're truly an inspiration. Like, what, How long ago did you start on LinkedIn? Because you started at zero and now you're like kicking butt. I don't even know what to say. You're doing great. I appreciate it. Yes, I start my first post was January 2023, middle mid-January. 
And um, I had posted maybe twice before that uh, for like hiring or um, I think I reposted like a happy holidays from my company or something. And my first like intentional, I'm going to start posting on LinkedIn post was mid-January and it's just been up and up from then. So it's been up about a year and I know you're kind and you're humble. I'll toot your horn for you. Like again, open Catherine's LinkedIn. She's getting hundreds, if not thousands of reactions on her posts, tons of shares. And it's because you're truly helping and impacting people. So it's about a year ago. You start posting. Talk about the story behind like how you got on LinkedIn, because it was kind of like an accidental surprise, right? Uh, well, tell us about the start on LinkedIn. Sure. So I hadn't had any social media besides LinkedIn for a few years. And um, Hala Taha popped up on my feed. I wasn't really thinking about becoming a content creator on LinkedIn, but she offered a course. And so I thought, that'd be a good thing to, I had just moved to New York. Um, I didn't have any friends here yet. I wasn't doing anything. So I had a lot of time and I was like, that'd be a good thing to take up my time. Um, and in her advert for the course, she was like, get leads, whatever. And I was like, Oh, well, I'm in business development. Great way to get leads. And, uh, she posted like a scholarship for this course. So I had it in my shopping cart and I was ready to go. And I just hadn't pulled the trigger. I was like, do I really want to post on LinkedIn? It's so cringy. Like at first, you know, you have that like the imposter syndrome, (laughs) big on imposter syndrome. I have it every day. Um, But I applied for the scholarship. I just reposted and said like three reasons why I wanted to be in the course And she DM'd me that night and she said, you're one of the three people who won the scholarship. So I took the course for free in hindsight. I mean, I was going to pay for it anyway, but in hindsight, um, I 100% would have paid full price for that course. It was very, uh, it was a game changer as far as how advertising and marketing works today in this world people are very tired of you know in your face advertising and content creation is kind of like a very soft approach to pulling in leads Mm. and and i i have so many questions i'm not gonna make you give away the whole course that's impossible how how has how has been on the show twice once to talk about podcasting the other to talk about linkedin and mm-hmm. she basically gave away like endless amount of golden nuggets in that 60 minutes. So I'll put that in the show notes, but it's in your cart. You're probably going to purchase it, but who knows? Like maybe life comes up and you don't purchase it. You get gifted this sponsorship, which was like some sort of divine intervention that, hey, I might feel like an imposter, but I'm doing this now. Mm-hmm. And um, again, don't give it all away if you don't want to, but w- what were some of the biggest takeaways you learned from the course. So you came in, just to set the stage here, you didn't come in as a LinkedIn influencer trying to inject steroids into something that was already working. You came in a total beginner. Oh, yeah. So so what what, what was the process of going through the course like? Yeah, total newbie on really any social media platform. I hadn't had any other besides LinkedIn in years. 
and um, taking the course, she teaches really everything there is to know. She has all these free uh, videos that she posts on LinkedIn before the class. And she gives away like all these tips and tricks. Um, Definitely check them out if you're interested in the class, because that'll give you an idea of where the class is going. But she, the biggest thing that I took away from it, weirdly, all her tips and tricks work. But the biggest thing I took away was she said, this is not, this is not something that you're going to regret. The only thing you're going to regret is not starting. And that was just like, like um, with anything in your life, you want to just start. That's, and that, I write about that a lot. Um, and that was a very like inspirational moment. Um, but tips and tricks that work, I don't know, to good. It's good to engage with other people like in on any social media platform. It's good to um, she teaches a lot about like posting the picture with the with the text and, you know, what type of stuff to post, everything like that. So really exciting. It was, it was an incredible course and it was, I felt, I think I left a review for it somewhere or I told her something like, I feel like I have my master's degree in media now because she, she really like put her heart into it and it was, it's an incredible course. (laughs) Powerful. So she gives you the essentials. All right. Was your first post, just for context here, was your first post during the course, like an assignment in the course, or did it come after the course? Because I kind of want to get microscopic and look at like where you started and where you are today. So what what was the process of like putting together your very first post? Because that could be weird and nerve wracking in itself, right? Yeah. Um, my first post was after the course was completed. And I I honestly don't even remember what I posted, but since I didn't have other social media at the time, I had no pictures of myself. So I like run around New York City trying to get all these pictures. And um, so talk talk, talk about that. So you're getting pictures done. Right. Well, done is a formal way to put it. Someone's taking pictures of you. Okay. With an iPhone. Yeah. But this might seem like a no brainer, but like, talk us through this because a lot of people think I have a camera on my phone. I can just take a selfie. You actually went and it seemed like you're intentional in how you got those pictures done. Oh, um, am I intentional? I, (laughs) I like to have a nice background. Like I wouldn't take a selfie right here probably because it looks like I'm at an office. I don't know. I might, (laughs) um, I have no, it's all chaos. I don't know. I have no, uh, real formula for how to do a picture. If I see a floral arch (laughs) somewhere in front of a restaurant, I'm like, Oh, let's take a picture real quick in front of it. Um, but other than that, I mean, there are just so many good spots in New York to make as your background. So it's not hard to take a bad shot out here. Silly question, but it's relevant. What what are some of your what's your favorite flower? Or you mentioned floral arches, and it seems like there is a floral theme in a lot of your photos, isn't there? Yeah, not intentionally, but then <laughs> someone p- pointed it out. I met with another content creator like off the platform, and she was like, Oh, Catherine's favorite, a floral arch. And I was like, Is it my favorite? Yeah, I guess it is. Uh my favorite flower are lilies that 
favorite flower. Um, I don't think I've ever taken a picture in front of a lily, but yeah, no, not an intentional uh, theme, but maybe it's just one of those alignment things that, you know, accidental magic, you know, you like flowers. It's, it's an alignment. So yeah. Who doesn't like flowers? (laughs) So you're running around New York city with your, you said husband, fiance, fiance, you're running through New York city with your fiance, getting pictures done. And then you've got pictures. You're sitting down in front of your laptop, like, Oh my God, I'm, maybe feeling like an imposter. I've never posted on here in like ages. Mm-hmm. What, what, what do you do? Like, are you, <laughs> how, I, what, what does the process look like? And it, this might sound like silly questions, but there's people listening to this that have been waiting to post forever. Cause they feel like they don't have the right thing to say. Absolutely. Like, Just don't wait. That's, that's the key. But, um, I, had an idea of maybe the way it was going to go based on what I followed. So I would see Hollis posts and who, which are very motivational and very inspirational, or I would see, you know, other content creators who caught my eye. And so I was like, hmm, motivational, inspirational, that's a great topic to go with. And I thought, you know, this is really scary, of course, to put yourself out there in front of your professional friend, like your friends from networking at professional events, right? That's what LinkedIn is all about. That's all that's those are the only people I had on there. Um, and so my process was just like, you know, this person who does really well said it's gonna work. You just have to put a little faith into knowing that it's gonna work. And fortunately it did. I derailed somewhere. What was the question? I'm sorry. <laughs> it, we're talking about your first post and you didn't okay, derail. Yeah. And okay. I'm putting you on the spot to remember something that was months and months ago. Do you, do you right. remember what you talked about? Honestly, no. Um, I I don't remember what my first post was. And in, th- in fact, I think I deleted it because it didn't perform very well. Interesting. So I think my second post ever is still up there but my first post i just didn't keep it up there didn't perform so your first that's another thing not all of your posts are going to perform as you know as i know um and to not have an ego about it just to say that's you know you can't blame it on yourself you can't blame it on the algorithm you can't blame it on your followers Mm. it's just how it goes they're not all going to perform. And no. I, you think make a good point that like, from my experience, your first post usually doesn't perform because you haven't posted in ages anyways. And right. there's no shame in deleting it. But have there, I've had this happen. I'm curious if it's happened to you that you've really thought that like the messaging was good, photos good, motivational, you're all excited, you click publish. And you actually didn't get the results you anticipated at all. <laughs> I think I think that happened once, and I remember thinking to myself, like, like I know this is going to go viral, and then thinking to myself after, like, okay, the probably reason it didn't is because I tried to make it that way. So 
I think it's like a separation of like, you just have to dismantle the ego and just post from the heart. Mm. Do you have an example of the latter where you had no expectation that a post would go well and it went like 2x, 3x, 5x what you're used to? Yeah, my first viral post, um, I think it said it said something like keep going. It was a very simple and I had COVID actually the week before. So I hadn't posted for a week. And I was like, man, I just got to get like one out there to stay consistent. And um, I I didn't have any good photos. I'd used up all my photos and took a week off from taking pictures to get better. And I uh, (laughs) posted this like really shaded, like terrible photo. And this like very, it was a pretty generic quote. I don't even think it was. I think I like reworded a quote that inspired me. So it wasn't anything new and profound. And it it got like a hundred thousand impressions or something and like 2000 likes and like everybody Uh commented on it. And I was like, what the hell? (laughs) Like what just happened? So yeah, that was a shock. And then I, and from that point on, I was like, okay, consistency really is key. Just have stuff ready to go. and it's something's going to hit eventually. Yeah. I think there's something to be said about, you don't always know exactly what your followers need. You you don't have a microscope into their lives. So you might post something that even feels forced or inconsequential, but it's exactly what they needed mm-hmm. at their time. And so there's, there's something special in that. I'm wondering now that it's been a little while, have you had an opportunity to go back and try to figure out what you're doing so well? Because I'll be transparent. There's so many darn content creators out there and you've struck gold. Like you, I've have never seen, I know I'm like totally love bombing you right now, but it's actual factual. I haven't seen someone grow a LinkedIn so fast before. Oh, really? I, I just don't, know who to compare to. I, I don't, I see people grow faster. I see people grow slower. So it's just, it's also new to me still. Who have you seen grow faster? (laughs) Um, tons of people. There's a man, I can't even think of her name now, but it's a, she's a woman influencer and she works at Google and she just has like these most, the most beautiful posts about same, same type of style, like, um, Mm. tips and tricks type things. Yeah. It's fair to say there's lots of people out there making it big at any point in time, but you know, it, it is less common that someone doesn't have any kind of celebrity status at all. Like I, I have a podcast and I talk to a lot of podcasters and one of the things that we need to come to terms with, with a podcast specifically is if you're not already a thought leader influencer, if you don't have a large marketing budget, it's incredibly uncommon, if not impossible, just to start a podcast and immediately have a huge audience because there's a there's just a lot of competition out there. There's a lot mm-hmm. of opportunity. But your example of someone who's like you weren't a celebrity before you started this, right? Well, what were you doing prior? Like 
let's look at two weeks prior to ever even putting that LinkedIn course in your cart. What what were you doing then? Did you ever imagine you'd be like a LinkedIn influencer or whatever you want to call it? <laughs> um, no, never imagined this for myself. But um, two weeks before, I think I had just moved all my stuff into this apartment. Um, prior to that, I read a really, to me, profound book at the time that really aligned a lot of things in my life. And I'd, it's a, I'm a very woo-woo person. Just bear with me here. But it was a very woo-woo book. Yes. And it's all about like aligning your energy and all the stuff. And I read it and really like got my shit together. Like I, not that I didn't have my shit together before, but I really like went hard on personal development. And um, maybe since I'm so fresh at developing myself personally, I maybe the messaging that I'm sending out there is like meeting people where they are because I'm so close to where they are right now. Like if you're starting from ground zero, I'm like on the first step. So maybe that I always, I always talk about everybody speaks a different language. And my um, fiance, for example, he's very, these are his degrees. He's very like academically focused. And so when I say something to him, like, you know, a plus on making the bed, but F minus on taking the trash out that really registers with him. That's a silly example, but like, if we're having a serious conversation, you can angle the conversation to be like, to relate to something that he's interested in. And I also think that meeting people where they are is crucial in communication. So when you are, um, talking about personal development and you're like making $10 million a year, you're going to have a smaller audience likely um, than if you can put yourself back to like, before I made $10 million a year, I was at this level and here's what you need to do from there. I think maybe that's what reaches so far. Yeah. You're, you're almost documenting your journey and you're not pretending to be someone you're not. Um, common advice that I think is incredible advice is even just create content for the person you were six months ago, six weeks ago, six days ago. I just learned this great new tip last Friday and I want to share with you because it saved me two hours a day in blank, right? You can share something you just learned that that's one thing I noticed in a lot of like, you're, you're talking about self doubt. Another thing, I I loved your post on like the Google Scholar effect. I had never even heard of it. It seems like you're really just sharing your learning journey and bringing people along on the ride with you. That's how it feels. Yeah. A lot of these, um, like the Google Scholar thing, I found it it like a week before I posted it. Um, I do like batch content creation where I create like in one day. I believe that creati- creation creates more creation, creativity. So I like to do it all at once. And I think I found um, an article or maybe like a TED talk about that type of thing. And then I go down a rabbit hole and then I'm like, oh, that's that'd be cool to share on LinkedIn. So two things to talk about. We'll table batch 
creating. I want to talk about that. But since I mentioned Google Google Scholar effect, um, I had never heard of that before, and I'm like a PhD in using Google. So <laughs> talk a little bit about what, what that, cause I had never heard that term. What, what does that term mean? So it's meant more for Google scholar, not just Googling things, but I kind of wove it into, I, I don't know if you have friends who are like, let's Google it to solve this debate. And it's, yeah, that's me. I'm yeah. literally, I'm oh like, yeah, you you said that on the post. I think you're like I, I, I think this is. Me I have multiple. <laughs> I have multiple. P- and here's the thing: I actually did really well in school. But the reason I did well in school was I was a good researcher. But it's gotten to a point that I almost feel like I don't trust anything, and I just use Google as my mediator for anything in life. <laughs> I think that's a great use of Google. Honestly, uh, there's so much you can find on Google, but when you're searching like a trending topic, I think the point of my message was be wary of search number one, because just because something goes viral doesn't mean it's right. (laughs) Um, Google scholar effect is more for Google scholar. So, um, the more popular something is, the more reach it will get and the higher it'll place on Google Scholar. When in reality, if you're doing deep research, um, like for a PhD thesis or something, you want to throw in like your own research as well. You don't want to just take the word of the top performing post. (laughs) So popularity equals traffic equals social proof, but it doesn't actually necessarily equal total correctness or it's mm-hmm. the most popular opinion doesn't mean it's the most nuanced or correct opinion. Right. And also, um, I didn't add this in the post, but I I just believe that uh, people really tend to uh, be attracted to the easier solution. And sometimes when you're doing research, the solution that you're looking for isn't the easy way out. It's like this hidden factor over here. So just to not discount that type of thing. Honestly, when I looked more into Google, the Google Scholar um, effect, it really has nothing to do with Googling, you know, easy topics that you're just like trying to solve a debate with. But I thought it would be funny to relate it to that because everybody knows someone who's like, well, let's just Google it. (laughs) And and that's a big part of why um, your content does well is you're bringing your own personal perspective, your own, you know, insight or, you know, commentary on these kind of things. You talked about batch, uh, batch creating content. So let's move back to that topic. We tabled it. What what does so you're basically saying you're creating a bunch of your content all in one block or what does that look like? So I work a nine to five. Um, I don't really want to create after work or before work. <laughs> so I take Saturdays, which I have Saturdays and Sundays off. Um, and in the morning, I'll write out a bunch of ideas that I have, and then. Uh, Usually in the afternoon, I do jujitsu. So usually after jujitsu, I'll come back and write out what I want to actually post. 
And my, that's my Saturday. And then Sundays are for picture taking. <laughs> you do jujitsu? Mm-hmm. Have you yep. talked about that? Why didn't I know that? that that's um, a topic people love. People love jujitsu. <laughs> I, I, I did do a post about it. Yeah. It was um, something about like getting out of your comfort zone, basically. And I am not a grappler. <laughs> I'm not a contact sports person, but I started jujitsu a couple months ago. Still new. Just got my first stripe. Um, and it's, I really, it's helped me grow in other places as well. So that was like, in essence, an intentional decision because it was out of your comfort zone. The decision was my fiance has done it for 12, 11 years, okay. almost 12 years now. And so he's a brown belt. Um, he instructs on the side over there couple of days a week. And he has been begging me since we started dating to do it. We started dating right before the pandemic though. So I was like, I'm not going <laughs> to grapple with someone during the pandemic, but you know, three years later, I'm down to go. So he proposed and I went to jujitsu. <laughs> and now you're, you're going to start kicking his butt soon, right? Yeah, I wish. We'll he, see. <laughs> he's so far advanced, like just a joke. Like, it's not even funny how bad I am compared to him. Like every time I leave after wrestling him, I'm like, man, I would for sure die in a street fight. Like I have no chance, but I feel pretty good when I can like beat someone else. And then I go with him and I'm like, oh man, that's sad. I've heard just the the focus of being in the moment and watching and doing the moves in itself can be like a meditation and just a great thing for anybody to learn. Yeah, it's so Spencer, my fiance always said it was very meditative and I'd read online. It's a lot like yoga in that way. But for me, I think it's like I'm trying not to get my teeth knocked out. I'm trying not to get a black eye. I had a black eye two weeks ago. Oh. Actually, I skipped jujitsu last night, so I wouldn't have a black eye today for this. <laughs> um, but I uh, am in so much fear the whole time I'm grappling that it, it's like you almost have to think about nothing else. So for me, taking myself out of like the everyday type of thing is meditative, but I wouldn't say it's relaxing. <laughs> so we got on a jujitsu tangent but it all started with so you're working it's not like you just became linkedin millionaire overnight like you're working a full-time job and then on the weekends specifically like a saturday you're taking time to like block out and intentionally write content mm -hmm. what what does that time period look like do you have specific templates are you data dumping ideas? Like you tell me, like, what does that creative process look like for you? Yeah. So I'll have a list of ideas. I have a continual list that if I see something like during the day, I'm like, Oh, throw it in the list. So I can not think about it all the time. When I first started, I was like, man, that would be good. And like, start writing it. And then I'm like, Oh no, I got to get back to this. Um, so I have a continual list. And I'll pull from that and then I'll search for new stuff as well. And then um, 
I'll take a break. Now the break is jujitsu, but I'll take a break and come back to it with fresh eyes. And I'll be usually thinking about it before I start again to have like a little bit of an idea. And then I just start going. And my posts you can see are like introduction body clothes, like any type of writing, nothing special there. But um, I write out the body first and then the intro, then the clothes. And then uh, the day of I'll reread it. I'll usually make some tweaks, um, very minor, but I need to have it all ready to go so I can just post and get back to work. (laughs) So intro body close, you're starting with the body. Is there anything like specific in the intro or the close that are there any common trends or themes or copywriting techniques you like to use? I like to start with like a question or like a preview, like, um, earlier this week, I said this, like three different ways to do X, or I'll say, you know, do you have this problem? Do you have a friend who Googles a lot? Read this. So that's usually the intro. Um, and then the outro is usually called action. So, um, let me know what you think in the comments or like, do you have something that you like to Google or, you know, just stuff like that to get people to start engaging. Um, But I found not a lot of people even pay attention to the call to action at the end. So I I always put the least amount of time to that because people are ready with their thoughts already, I think, to comment or, you know, DM or whatever, engage with it. That is an interesting observation because engagement is massive. Like the number one thing that leads to a post going viral or being popular is that it has engagement, but it's not always the call to action that gets, you're not going to win them over with the call to action, correct? They, they, they want to, you need them to want to engage anyways. It's not like you're going to throw in a call to action, suddenly turn them from bored to really excited. So that's an interesting observation. Yeah. Yeah. You definitely have to get the wheels turning before the call to action. That's key. Any other winning observations? So you're, you're very humble and you're kicking butt and I almost get like, I'm trying to crack the code with you because there's so many people posting content, but it's landing flat And I can't help but wonder, like, what you're doing that's different and working. Like, do you have any intuition as to why your posts are doing better than other people? (laughs) I think it could be. I'm just engaging with other people all the time. You and I DM'd. We engage on each other's posts. I talk to people who DM me. Um, I'm just like a real person. It's, and it's also me doing everything like a hundred percent. So if you're getting a DM from me, it's very, probably very personal and I'm like personalized and we're talking like it's a conversation. Um, so I think like knowing that there's a human behind the keyboard, not that anyone's using robots or anything, but I I they are, (laughs) they're, There are posts out there that are, they're like, 
unleash the transformative power of personal development by uncovering. And it's like a word salad that was written by ChatGPT. I can oh. usually tell. Um, you use that simplistic, concise style that, like, I don't even think the AIs can write like that. Like, the AIs are very try hard. I feel like you're just writing simple, like you're talking to a friend, it feels like. Yeah, I that's that's probably it too. Man, we're figuring out so much right now. <laughs> I'm trying to crack the code. You made a good point though that you're interacting with people. So, um about how much time do you spend in just engaging with your audience and followers? Probably 2 hours a day. I mean, it's a grind. I let's see. I'll do it like an hour after I post. And then if some trickle in during lunch, I'll, I'll uh, just like whenever I have time and then probably an hour after work if I'm feeling like it. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, I, I'm on there all the time. It's not like, a, I, I don't know where I'm going with this, but yeah, yeah. I engage a lot. <laughs> no, I know where you're going with it. It's, it's not like you're, I'm cut from, I'm the next best thing since sliced bread. Everything I say is gold. I'm just going to post and then just run off into this. You're actually on the platform, engaging with people, having conversations, being a friend. I think a lot of people assume, and, and this is one of the reasons why I have a marketing company. I work with businesses and a lot of what I do don't work to its highest capacity. And it's because... There's only so much that, you know, scheduling a post, clicking send and walking away from the computer can do. You're actually personally using the platform, having conversations. And I can only assume that um, the algorithm showing you to your audience more and more because you're having conversations with them. So they're, it's, it's a front of mind effect, I think, is what's mm -hmm. going on. Right. Yeah, I definitely think that has something to do with it. Is there any, I want to crack the code. Is there even a code to crack? I think engagement is like very key on any social media. I just started an Instagram, which cool. is a different beast. <laughs> and um, I think I was just like, maybe I'll post like similar type of stuff as what I'm doing on LinkedIn. And didn't engage very much because LinkedIn, you still get creepy messages, of course. It's a social media platform, but Instagram is like 10 times that. And I'm like, oh, I, don't, I can't. This is why I deleted everything. I can't hang. But um, more and more, I'm getting like normal messages and good conversation there. And it's my uh, engagement over there and growth and everything has gone up a lot since I started engaging with people who weren't terrifying or creepy or you know it's in it it is true like each platform's different i personally like don't like instagram's algorithm i think it's annoying i, like I, I just don't know it i don't know <laughs> well and and this is just me outside perspective i'm one human i want people to open up your linkedin have their own uh. observations Ooh, we got a barker. Uh, send us yeah, a DM. Okay. Let us know what you think. But 
I mean, you're a young professional, you know, posting about business growth, personal growth, mindset, your story. I just think it lends uh, well on the LinkedIn platform. It lends uh, well in a professional context. You want to go sorry. grab the, the pup? All good. So um, um, some people watch the video, other just listen to the audio. Neither of us got to see the furry creature. So what, what did we just hear? <laughs> well, we just heard my Shiva, Milo. He's barking at, I think, the guy who delivers packages. Oh. Yeah. Have He's good po- now. <laughs> have, you, have you posted with him at all? Yeah, one of my first, I think my first post that like hit a milestone, got over a hundred likes was with him. Wow. And I was like, oh, this is, I, that was one of the ones where I was like, oh man, this one's going to do well because there's a cute dog. Like people love Shiva's, Shiva coin or whatever, you know. <laughs> so. And and all we were talking about is I just feel like the personal growth, business growth, mindset content works well on LinkedIn because people are there because they want to grow in their careers. I, I'm wondering like, what other content do you like to post on LinkedIn? What what seems to be working for you? The growth stuff. I think like people really like step-by-steps or like um, inform- information. We're in the information age. So they want information on what is the Google Scholar effect? You know, not just like a definition, but how can we overcome it? Um, a lot of my posts have an overcoming this thing, like imposter syndrome or whatever, um, uh, feel to it. And I think people really like that. Like, yeah, you can post a definition of a word. That's great if it's a weird word. Um, and then you can go a step deeper and post like a how-to kind of. I mean, you you see... I'm sure your podcast does well because it's giving information and perspective on where people are coming, like people from different angles of life giving this type of information. Um, It comes back to that language thing. Everybody speaks a different language. So giving a fresh perspective on a thing that everybody knows does really well, I think. I'm a, I don't know why my podcast does well. We'll figure that out another day. I, I, th- this is just me rambling, but at the day of recording it, um, I just had like 40,000 listens in the past 24 hours, which is wow. un- unreal because it took me months upon months to get to 40,000 and to randomly have that occur in 24 hours. I actually, I'm a marketer, but podcast analytics are difficult. My point here is I don't actually know how it hit, but I just, I've just been creating content, posting, 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 and then somewhere I'm probably ranking at the top of some algorithm on some app. So when someone types in business growth, when they type in personal growth, business education, I'm coming up first, but I didn't, one thing I love about your story is I didn't sit back and go, how do I come up first? I just started creating content and mm-hmm. it's reaching the right people almost incidentally, 
Now, it took me a little bit longer than it took you, but it's really fulfilling to like just open your analytics and see that like your message is actually helping people. It, to me, that's the best part. Yeah, I I think that putting content out there that will help versus have people compare themselves or you know the, all the all the really toxic things that come from social media, especially with younger people. Mm-hmm. I think it's really important for people like us to keep continue like to continue to create this content that's going to maybe change someone's life maybe change someone's day. Um, I think it's really important to even everything out with it. Tell me about that. Have you gotten, so you've gotten creepy DMs. We've already gotten through that. I'm sure you've also gotten DMs where someone's like, you know, you said X and it helped me Y or your reflection gave me permission to do this. Have you gotten DMs like that where people have kind of reflected mirrored back at you that you really helped them. I have, um, I had someone, I, I don't even remember what the post was, but he said he implemented the steps in the post and got a raise. He, what? I think, I, yeah, I was, That's I a was big like, one. Oh my God, I love that so much. Yeah. Um, and I've gotten like your poster. So inspirational and thank you for posting. Keep can like continue to do this. So and that like helps a lot with the consistency because if I ever feel like, man, I'm going to go get brunch and get drunk on a Saturday after jujitsu. And it, it really helps me say no to a lot of these things that I've said no to, to, in order to create. Yeah. It, yeah. it makes the time way worthwhile. I can imagine as well, because you're spending time on your Saturday doing this, but I can only imagine it's beyond worth it. Beyond worth it. Yes. And it's opened up a lot of opportunities. A lot of leads have come in for my nine to five, which is why I started it in the first place. Mm. Um, And beyond that, just opportunities like the Times Square um, billboard or just meeting people. Like I talked to people I'd never thought I'd talk to. Um, gives me more credibility in my line of work. I'm not, I am a credible person, but people see this and they're like, oh, she's an expert. And I'm like, great. And you just Um, grazed, you grazed over that. You had a bill, you were on a billboard in Times Square, right? mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, (laughs) I've never been on a billboard in Times Square. That's pretty badass. That's cool. It was crazy. They reached out on LinkedIn and they had me write a post for a billboard, um, a company called Topmate and Topmate.io. And um, it was a crazy, like I actually got to go to Times Square and see it. And it was just, I didn't actually see it. I had my fiance taking pictures of me. So I was like, standing in front of it like and uh he was taking pictures so I never actually like saw it but it was up for 15 seconds <laughs> does it it doesn't repeat no it didn't repeat it was just one 15 hey. second segment I'll count it still up there I got a picture so it's evergreen is <laughs> as, as long as there's a picture it happened that's that's right that's, that's the proof but you didn't get to see it now I'm getting kind of oh. introspective and existential of what I prefer photo or it didn't happen or see it or you didn't experience it. 
I don't know. I'm getting right. existential, but either way, that's it's badass. Sad. Yeah, I can't think about it too much because it already happened. <laughs> You're on to the next one. That's great. I haven't asked this question forever, but we're on billboards in Times Square. If you could have a billboard in Times Square that was static and actually sat there for hours, so you could take a message from any of your posts or any of your life and actually put, I know this is like so much power, but you can put any message on that billboard knowing that all ethnicities, all genders, all classes, all kinds of people would read that message. What would you put on that billboard? It's a great question. No pressure. Um, I think I would put something along the lines of, I don't have a good quote top of mind for it, but you're not, don't let yourself hold yourself back. Don't be your biggest roadblock because you have something so precious to give to the world and someone's out there waiting for it. So don't, don't wait to give it to them. Don't let the fear of people who don't want it and the rejection that you get from that prevent you from giving what you really need to the world. It's powerful. something like that. I don't know. <laughs> so what, what right. if I'm, what if I'm like, well, I'm not that educated. I don't have that much experience. Like this roadblock kind of is in my way. Like I'm comfortable. Uh, wh what would you tell someone who just like, again, imposter syndrome, like they have the self doubt and they feel like, well, I, I get, I get that you're like, woo, you're great, Ben, but I'm not actually that cool. Like, what would you tell someone who feels that way? I would tell someone who feels that way that I felt that way not that long ago. And with writing and creating and just engaging with people, networking, I've been able to give so much of something I didn't think I had. So just try, mm. just sure. go for it. And you know, here's what I would also say to that. If you feel that way, you, you know, deep in your gut that you have something that you want to go for. There's something there. You're not like, no one's that beaten down. And if they feel like it, I've been there, mm. but you're not that beaten down. You, you have something in there. Just go for it. Just go for it. Listen to your gut. Yeah, there's the dog again. One of the one one of the things and one things I love about podcasting is there's dogs barking. This isn't um, this isn't sorry. this isn't scripted. No. This is, this is just having a conversation. And I'm honored that you took the time to like allow me to be your first podcast like maybe 10 years down I'm the road 10 years down the road you've accomplished 20,000 more things and I got to be the first podcast at least and we got to have a dog as a cameo and it's just been <laughs> so sorry <laughs> so... um yeah I'm I'm very honored to be on your show this is uh amazing a new experience way out of my comfort zone so their growth already <laughs> uh, my my audience is about a fifth 
the size of Hala's, so I'm just like your practice yeah. podcast because <laughs> I feel like Hala sh- Young and Profiting is probably in the near future. Oh man, that that'd be awesome. <laughs> Would love to speak with Hala, but get close us out with um. So we already talked a lot about Hala Taha because she's incredible. You're incredible. What other LinkedIn thought leaders would you recommend we follow? So, man, there are a lot of people um, that come to mind. Daryl Clack, he posts about recruiting, um, but he has some very motivational things in there. He also talks about mental health and um, he's like a super connector and great networker and great friend. Um, I remembered the person who grew very fast, who I, Dave Bonacolta, she has just great gems on her page, um, and very motivational as well. Obviously Hala, um, so many people come to mind, uh, and now I can't think of anyone's name, so it's terrible. No, that's a great list. I'm, I'm, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put it in the show notes because what I recommend people do is just open up all those tabs and just click follow for everybody. Click right, follow, yeah. obviously, for Catherine. So LinkedIn, Instagram, I'm already following you there. By the end of this podcast, the listener is as well. Any other way that we can support you? Is that the um, come start? say hi in the DMs? I will respond if you're not creepy. <laughs> Um, and yeah, that just, you know, if you have any questions, let me know. I love engaging. It's really fun to me. Um, and yeah. Yeah. And she's not kidding. Like me and Catherine, we just had a conversation well before I even was paying any attention to your post. I think I asked you a question about Hollis program. We started mm-hmm. a dialogue and even prior to recording this, you're like, I don't really have anything to pitch or sell. I'm just here to have fun and have a conversation. Like right. <laughs> you're you're just there to add value, make friends, and help people. So I recommend people get in touch with you because you'll do just that. Absolutely. Yeah. We're we're here to change the world in a better way. Boom. Change the world. That that's big aspirations. You think we could do it? You know, I think. If people see this type of content doing well, performing well, I think they'll want to implement it. And I'd rather have this type of thing doing well than like anything else you see on TikTok or, you know, any of those other things where it's kind of tearing people down versus building people up. Yeah, there's a lot of popular content that just tears people down, huh? <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's do that. I, I had to delete it all. I'm back at it now, but before I was just like, this doesn't seem right. This doesn't seem right for my brain. Well, I already said it like twice, but thanks for allowing me to be your first in the podcast world. Um, I'm going to go binge your content and try to continue to crack the code of how Catherine's so much cooler than I am. (laughs) And um, I recommend people follow you because your content's great. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. We'll talk soon.
Oh, hey, you're still here. Thanks for listening. If you need to take off, that's quite all right. I do have something brand new and exclusive to share. If you believe more hands-on training, peer accountability, and direct access to some of our guests from this very show would be a helpful addition to the podcast, do me a favor and head over to growgettersonly.com. That's grow, G-R-O-W, getters, G-E-T-T-E-R-S, only. Dot com, growgettersonly.com. Here you can unlock instant access to exclusive high-level mentors, training, networking, accountability, and hot seat coaching alongside fellow growth-obsessed entrepreneurs and business professionals just like yourself. All for guess what? One dollar. That's right, one dollar for 30 days. What's a grow getter? In short, a growth focused individual, especially in the business realm, who combines the relentless energy of a go getter with a constant pursuit of self improvement and collaboration. Is that you? Head to growgettersonly.com for some community support. This is not for you if you're looking for a quick fix rather than long term growth. Collaboration and learning from others just doesn't seem to appeal to you. You're not ready to be part of a community that relentlessly pushes boundaries. Complacency is your comfort zone. It's not for you. If it is for you, and if you didn't turn this off yet, I do presume you're a grow-getter. And I'd love to invite you to join my new collective, Grow-Getters Only. Basically, cost to check it out, $1 for a month. It's basically free. Everything is over at growgettersonly.com. Just like I said, growgettersonly.com. Oh, yeah. And one last thing. We do put on free events as well if you can't afford the dollar. <laughs> Jokes aside, I'll see you on the inside. Thank you for listening. Appreciate you.